FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Yeah, so my voice is a little scratchy and sexy. Was it a guy? Uh, Yeah. Was he hot? I don't know yet. You don't know? What are you, talking to strangers? (laughs) Yes, all the time. (laughs) I talk to strangers all the time. Okay, so what is he, 1-900-BABE? No, no, no. I Let's just move on. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll let you know later. Right, let me know later if he's hot. Let me know. I was, okay, so <clears throat> my voice is a little scratchy too. Why is your, oh. Okay, <laughs> by the way, yeah, I mean, you know we're recording. So. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, great. You always act surprised. Well, because it's always a shock. You have the button. Whatever. I'm Sean Lee. Hi, Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun <laughs> and intimate conversations with strangers. <laughs> Especially today. Especially today. You look really cute in glasses. Oh, thanks. She just put her glasses on. She looks like a she looks like a hot school like, teacher, um, librarian or something. Nice. Let me take it. Let me take the pin out of my hair and shake my head. Um, okay, so I I have a scratchy voice. I want to talk about my scratchy voice. Get it, girl. I gave a lot of head last night. <laughs> I'm wearing a hot dog shirt again, so you are, you are. That's your wiener shirt. It's my, it's another wiener shirt. Oh, I didn't realize it was different. Yeah, this one says hot dog and around. But apparently, you've been really hot dog. I around. have. I had a, I had a uh, partner come over last night, and we had a wonderful time. That's great. Yes, and I was. At least so somebody's pr- getting some action, right? <laughs> I am. I'm getting some action, and it was good. And it was the first time I'd been with this partner, and it was good. Good. Oh my god! And I have to tell you. This is, you're going to love this. He said the funniest thing when he went down on my pussy. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. I have to, I have to read it to you because it was so good. Wait. Oh, because he texted. Well, me. I asked him to text it to me because, so here's the imagery. I'm laying on my back. He's down between my legs, getting ready to go down on me. Yep. And I, I you know, I let him know. I was like, look, Monica and I do the sex podcast. If you suck at this, oh. like oh. we're going to talk about it. Wow. You gave him a little, uh, I was like, nope, I, no you, pressure. No nope. pressure. I was like, I need, you know, you might, are you good at this? <laughs> <laughs> they all think they're good at it. I mean, come on. Oh, wait, he gave me the best response. Ready? <laughs> eating pussy should start like a kitten kissing a daisy and end up like a bulldog eating mayonnaise. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that's actually really funny. It is funny, right? Is it start off like a kitten licking a daisy and end like a bulldog licking mayonnaise? Wow. The imagery on that is just amazing. It's great. Yeah. Focusing on the bulldog? I was, I think I was just focusing on the imagery of that. I was, I was proud, you know, I was thinking about it, but it is good. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. I I, I laid there and laughed. Yeah. And then while he he was between your legs. Right. (laughs) Before he started, because he said that. (laughs) And I said, Okay, I've got to talk about that on the show tomorrow, I said, because yeah. that's funny. No, it is funny. And then I will tell you that he started off like a kitten licking a daisy and ended up like a bulldog in mayonnaise. So he did a good job. He did a great job. Oh, that's good. He did a great job. And yeah. you know I'm fussy, so. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. Okay, good. All right. That's awesome. So I want you to know I had lots of sex last night. That's why my throat sore. And <laughs> <laughs> and today is listener love letters. Okay. All right. So do you remember about love letters? Yeah, Kind of, sort of. Well, let me remind the listeners in case they don't remember. Okay. All right. So one of the, well, the the mission of our podcast is to unshame sex. And so we made a commitment in the very beginning that you could send us any question you wanted and we would talk about it. And also that you could send us any really hot, sexy story that you wanted to share that you can't talk about with your conservative parents and siblings. Oh, yeah. Like the story we read, the last love letter. Uh, which was hot. Which was the woman, no, 
Yeah, the woman who wanted to sleep with another woman. Right, that was one of the ones we did. And the husband didn't want... Oh, I have closure on that. You I'm do? I'm glad you said that. Yes, 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 yes. Hold on, let me Whoa, find it. hot diggity. Way to go, Monica. That's a really popular show for us, too. Yeah? Yeah, so um, I think the name of the show is... Uh, my husband won't let me have sex with a woman or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. So the the so she got in touch with you. She did. She after responded, listening to after the show? listening to our show. What? And here's what she said. Holy moly! We get closure. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, so if we read your stuff and you give, there's closure, you have to tell us. All right. Ready? Here's what she said. I took the time to listen to the podcast. Both of you have valid points. I don't always remember what we said, but it must have been good. (laughs) I don't either, actually. I know. I always think about that. I was like, what did I say? She said, I had actually considered a sex therapist. I understand that it's about an open line of communication, which oddly we have in every area. And just to remember, you know, her husband was like, you you can't have sex with other women. You can't have sex with anyone else. And she wants another woman, which oddly we have in every other area, except when I can't find my voice for this. But I'm willing to work to find my voice for this. It's important enough. I know deep down that I like girls, never been with one yet. Again, thank you. Both you and Monica brought the issue to light and will allow me to think differently. Have a great day. That's fantastic. I love that. Look at that as helping people. We are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But that is nice to get some closure and know that, you know, she was listening. And I mean, you know, and it is hard because like I had a lot of questions. Right. You know, so we kind of just have to try and... (laughs) Help where we can. Help where we can because yeah. if, because sometimes people ask very vague questions, mm-hmm. right? So I think you're right. I think that when we get questions, we only get sometimes, you know, 10% if we're lucky of mm-hmm. the story, right? And we get really vague questions sometimes. So it's left to our own devices at that point how we want to go. Exactly. Yeah, actually, uh, I think you have, I got this uh, question, let's see here. From another listener love letter. Yeah, so he writes, um, I don't need a shout out. I just like listening to the show. Oh, kind excellent. I know. Kind of feels like I'm getting insider information, LOL. Another topic I'd like to hear your opinions on, though, sexual compatibility in long-term relationships. Thanks and great job on the show. Well, thanks. Right? <laughs> I told you we were amazing. Um, so sexual compatibility in long-term relationships. Well. <clears throat> you have to have it done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think for me, you know, that's important too, right? Like I got to have sexual compatibility. But the question is, would you want a less compatible partner and a more sexually compatible? Would you want a more compatible partner friendship wise? And Versus like, you're, okay, so like you're saying, would I want somebody who I'm really compatible with everywhere outside the bedroom? Right. Or is it more important that I'm super compatible inside the bedroom? Right. I didn't say that very well. That's but, okay. But that's my, but that would That's be, what it felt like the question was. No, you were right. You, I'm so glad you're here to verbalize for me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my other question. Like, did you ever have it? You know, I think that's question number one. Yeah. Like, did you ever have that in the relationship? Because I feel like. I've started relationships before where the friendship was really strong, but the sexual compatibility wasn't at a, you know, at a 10. And so, you know, I, you can't then expect it, I think, to, to go there. You know what I mean? Right. That's like if you buy a small car and you're complaining that the back seat isn't big, what'd you expect it to do? Grow? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, you know, I guess sexual relationships can grow, but I think for the most part, if somebody doesn't have, if you don't have that, that chemistry with your partner in the beginning, I just don't know that it's gonna, I think you're really lucky if it, if it turns around. So I think you're right. I think that there's, there's a couple questions I have, right? Mm -hmm. 
what's the what's the incompatibility? Is it drive? Mm-hmm. Is it desire? Is it kinks? Is it you know what? Where are you, where are we off base? Are you bored? Yeah, yeah. Right. So like so what's happening? Right. So it's one thing to say sexual compatibility grows, and I'm with you on that. Right. That if the longer you're with a partner, the more familiar you get, the more mm-hmm. you know how to push each other's buttons. Like I'm in. Mm-hmm. But is it one of those things where you were where you were compatible in, let's say, drive? Like everybody wanted to have sex all the time. But maybe one of you is really kinky and one of you is really vanilla. Right. Are you incompatible there? Right. So I feel like we need... Or sometimes it's just that chemistry where you don't have that passion. Then you shouldn't be in a long-term relationship. But I don't know. I mean, because friendship can be so important. And I mean, the relationships statistically that end up working out are the ones where you're actually best friends with the person that you're with. So I think you have to weigh it out. And here's the other thing. Do you plan on having sex in your 80s? Yes. And 70. Okay, I do too. But for some people, that's not important. You know, once our drive starts to diminish, then maybe the sexual part of your relationship isn't as important. You know, I look at my parents and they have, you know, I don't, I. Do they have sex, Monica? There's no possible way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that, I mean, I don't really want to know, but I'm pretty sure that there's no sex. I totally want to ask your mom. I'll ask her when you're not around. I got you. No, she's going to be here. She's coming over in like, Great. in like a half hour. This is awesome. I will bring it back to the hive. Don't worry. I got you. We, we can ask her. That's totally fine. But okay. I would be very surprised if she has even seen my father's penis in, I don't know, probably 20 <laughs> years. So anyway, the point of my story here is that they have a wonderful friendship and a great, great relationship. I'm very fortunate that I have two parents that like really take care of each other and they enjoy each other's company so much. So as you get older, but they're old. My mom's like 80 something. Okay. So here's my thing. Uh, I just, and it's, maybe it's a me thing. Like I'll own that. But I have often felt like the things that hold relation, I've often called, you you know, sex, the relationship glue, because sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. even in your, even in your platonic friendships, you go through waxes and wanes and cycles of great and cycles of sucky, but your sex life is your glue. That's where that's where your relationship, when you first met, you had this really fun friendship, you had this attraction, whatever mm-hmm. it was, but that's where your relationship deviated into a different realm other than platonic friendship. Mm-hmm. So to me, I wouldn't want to be in a long-term relationship with anyone that I was not attracted to. Well, I think you can, I mean, for Or had me, chemistry with. Right, so for me, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think that for me, you know, I can get friendship fulfillment from other relationships in my life. And I can't get that from, you know, other people. That's what I want to share with my partner. Unless you're Polly. Oh, for Christ's sake. I'm just saying. (laughs) I think (laughs) you should give this Polly thing a try. I mean, I would also say is she a sexual person? Maybe she's not a really sexual person, you know? Because there are some people that just aren't, you know... I don't know. What is that? uh, There's like a... Oh, it's like when sex is good, it's 10% of the relationship. And when it's bad, it's, it's 100% ni- it's of 90%, the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, it's like anything else. You know, nobody thinks about air until you're not getting any. Right. But if, if you had chemistry or compatibility in the beginning, and now it's just like you've been in the relationship for a really long time. You know, I think we touched on that when I was talking about my seven-year relationship that I was in. We lost... The romance, we lost the spontaneity, but we scheduled sex twice a week. Right. So I think I, you so know. I, I think that scheduling sex is important. I just think that if you are incompatible mm-hmm. 
And it's interesting language because he didn't say no chemistry. He said incompatible. And again, I go back to what's the incompatibility? Because well, he you, didn't say incompatible. Actually, he said sexual compatibility. Right, but he didn't say he was incompatible. He just okay. said okay, right? Fair. I mean, because I feel Fair. like there's a difference. Fair. Yeah, I he guess, just said sexual compatibility, compatibility in long-term relationships. So I think you should have to have it. Like <laughs> I just go like to, if I just cut to the nuts and bolts of it. If I want a long-term intimate relationship with anybody. I want to have sexual You've compatibility. You've got to have sexual I gotta compatibility. I've got to have it. i got to have it. Yeah. Because otherwise it doesn't, otherwise it's just a friendship. And, I, and you're right. I can get that need met anywhere. Yeah. And so, I mean, I agree with you, but, how, you know, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I do. I, 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 I crave that in my relationships as well, but then I'm also not 80. Right. But okay. <laughs> so. So, so the other side of that coin though is like when we're looking at not just the drive and the desire and do I want to have sex, but do you want to like kind of look at if it's, Vanilla sex versus kinky sex? Well, that's a whole nother... I'm just thinking about compatibility. Like, if I'm kinky... Well, that's true. Actually, is... now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, that's actually... You're right. You're right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing my exploration right now and recently met a partner who is very vanilla. And Really? Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. You know, it's... It's one of those things where, like, you know, I've I've had some conversations with him about things that I want to... Like, for instance, you know, we laugh about it on the show, but, I mean, I literally have, like, a virgin bottom. Like, I've never... Ver- you've never been... You've never had anal sex? No, I've... Well, that yeah, too. that too. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not as interested in, but I've never been spanked, and... I'll spank you. I know. But you don't like it when I do it. <laughs> no, it's fine. When, I mean... When, <laughs> it's just to me it's more <laughs> to me it's more of a sexual thing so, like okay. I, I well, want I it to be that. a sexual thing and I don't have a sexual relationship with you thank god so you okay. say that only because you haven't had one yet with you right okay fine I'm Whatever. really amazing I'm going sh- back to the first listen, part of the show I am sure that you are an <laughs> incredible lover I am and very sexy and wonderful I'm not interested in I know having sex with I you. I know it's fine. I just think it would complicate things. Agreed. 100%. But anyway, but going back to you're not getting spanked. Right. So and you want to be spanked. Right. So my whole thing is, you know, I would love to try that. I may hate it. I may laugh hysterically. I may love it. It may turn on a whole bunch of other things, but I've got a partner who when I mentioned this to basically told me that he wasn't really that interested. You know, it's just something that doesn't really turn him on. And that's okay. You know, it's not a deal breaker per se for me, but you start to think about the longevity of the relationship. Like if I'm in this relationship long term, what's that going to look like? With this unrequited need. With, well... Or desire. Let me language it better. It's a curiosity, I would say, right? Like it's definitely... You know, and like I said, I may try it one time with him and hate it. But the fact that he's not really interested is definitely a red flag for me. So I agree with you. It, it, so, uh, it's the lack, sorry to interrupt, ahead, but it's the, it's the lack of like... Willingness okay, to go there? To, yeah, to kind of get out of his box. And, and I said to him when we had the conversation, I said, well, you know, flipping it around, if you came to me and said, you know, I want to try X, Y, Z, you know, I will, I'll, I'll try it at least one time. I may not get completely into it, but I'll definitely try it. So I, I think that raises a strong point, and I and I hope that our listeners are really listening to this part of it because one of the one of the beautiful things that I have been fortunate to have in in all of my relationships, actually, and most specifically my new partner from the other night, mm-hmm. is the willingness. Like I guess I just pick them this way, right? 
is that willingness to explore. I don't know where you find them. I always find vanilla dudes. One nine hundred babe. <laughs> That's funny. I always find vanilla dudes. I always find guys willing to explore. So mm-hmm. to put in perspective, if there are things that I want to try or I want tried on me, I have always come from the perspective that my parents, as I told you, were swingers, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom and dad raised me with this very clear idea of sex, which was as long as everyone in the room is a consenting adult and having fun, it doesn't matter how many people are in that room and it doesn't matter what they're doing. Like, it's okay. So in my mind, I've always kind of shown up with that energy of, if I want you to spank me, you're just going to do it. And like this guy the other night had never been explored and I took great pleasure in blindfolding him and doing all sorts of fun things to him that he had no idea was going to happen. So for me, if you're going to be in a relationship with me and I think if you're going to be in a relationship with you, it doesn't, he could have hated being blindfolded and all the things I did to him. And mm-hmm. he might have, although he said he didn't, but he might have. <laughs> but if, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, you have to be open to whatever we try. Yeah. It has and, to be safe. And I feel like, okay. you know, my past relationships, I've had this sort of like idea in my head that, okay, as long as the sex is good and as long as we're having it, then, then I'm okay with that. But now my standard has changed a little bit and I'm very- You've cur- upped your game. Yeah. And I'm very curious right now. I just have a lot of things that I'm like, I'm really curious about this. And so, and, you know, I think talking about shame and, and uh, as a woman, I think too, some, I don't want to ask fucking 12 times, you know, like I want to ask you maybe one time and then I would like you to do something or maybe do some reading about it and say, Hey, I, I went online and I read about spanking 101 or whatever. And, you know, I would like to know that, but to just have it turn into like a dead topic. So then I have to bring it up again, which is what happened. Which is not okay. And I was like, uh, all right. And then finally we had the conversation. He was like, eh, you know, I'm just not really, it doesn't turn me on. It's just not my thing. Right. And I was like, okay, I mean, it's fine, right? Like it's, like I said, it's not a deal breaker, but it is a red flag for me. Men, if you are listening, here's how we work. Yeah. Take (sighs) notes, get a pen. I'll wait. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Seriously. If she says, take out the trash. She means now. If she says, That's so true. <laughs> if she says, spank me, here's the secret to life. And this is true in business. It's true in sex. It's true in relationships. If you don't tell people what you're doing, they think you're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you don't tell her mm. that you have researched spanking or how to take out the trash, then she thinks you're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the best thing you can do is say, hey, you know what? I've never done that before. Let me do some research. And even... Even if you say, give me two days to do some research, at the end of day one, you need to have said, hey, I'm reading on this. It's very interesting. I'm The jury's still out. Yeah, like if I come to you and I say I want to be tied up, you know, I would hope that you would say to me, even if it was something that you weren't even really that into, I would want you to at least do a little bit of homework and say, hey, you know, I read about this and it's not my thing. Or, you know... Or I read about this and I don't know how to do it. Yes, you know, or yeah, what were you thinking? Yeah, just, I just, say, just you're right. It, like, just, just because open I, your mouth. <laughs> just fucking open your mouth and say something. <laughs> oh, that could go in so many different directions. That might but, be the show title. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I mean, maybe he, I know, he also tells me that he doesn't really have, because I said to him, I said, well, what kind of porn do you watch? And he's like, oh, just vanilla porn. And I was like, really? You don't have any kinks. Like, there's no, like, what do you, like, what's your dirtiest fantasy? And he didn't really have a lot for me. And I was surprised because. He's a dude. 
that would make me surprised that he doesn't have a lot because he's a dude. Yes, exactly. You know, and you know, I don't know if that's like he really doesn't have a lot of kink. Maybe he really, maybe vanilla is his kink. Is that possible? Is that possible? I I don't know. But like romantic, like he's really romantic and he likes very sensual touching and like very, it's very slow. And I mean, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. I'm not not having a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, how long can you sustain that? So you gave the perfect opening. I did. You did. How? Thank you. You're amazing. By accident. No, you're totally amazing on purpose <laughs> because we have another listener love letter okay. that speaks exactly to this. Oh. All right. Okay. So um, <laughs> maybe he wrote in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So um, what this this person wrote in was he was talking about how uh, his partner's very vanilla and a lot of what you guys are saying makes sense to me and I'm wondering if you have any ideas how I can communicate this to her. In other words, communicate how he wants to do erotic touch. He said, and here's what he said, talking about sex and desire and kinks and fantasies gives her anxiety and she shuts down. Oh. But she likes sex, but she says she has no fantasies. Thanks a lot mm. and I love the show. So, I did some research. Oh. I know I, you're shocked. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear. Go. All right. So there's this thing called, and I want to be clear, I'm not a doctor. I'm a podcaster, okay? But there's this thing called sexual aversion disorder. Oh, yes. I've read about this. All right. And it says it's because the feelings that you get when you have anxiety, like your heart rate raises, you start sweating, that kind of thing, are actually also the same things you have when you have sex. So it triggers a fight or flight response in some people. Mm -hmm. And so talking about sex get your heart beat going or whatever. And that's creating an, a, like a, it's almost like a, a misfire is how I think about it. Right. Instead of it being arousing, it's being fearful. Interesting. So, um, that's one of those things that you, you know, you want to work with somebody on if you've got that. Well, you know. one of my questions would be to this person is, does she enjoy herself? Like the way she is now, right? So like, wait, are wait, they, wait. Are he actually said that she went to, when they have sex, that it's good. But she, if he brings up anything or, or talk or wants to talk about it, she shuts down. About sex or just about kink? Like kinks? No. He said, uh, talking about sex, desires, and kinks and fantasies gives her anxiety and she shuts down. But she likes sex and says she has no fantasies. Interesting. Yeah. So, because I would say if she enjoys herself the way that she is now, then yay, good for her. If she doesn't, and this is something that's more him, like he's driven to bring his kink and his, like maybe he's not satisfied, then I would say, I don't know, what are you focusing on? You know, choose to focus on something else. Choose to focus on that she's enjoying herself and having sex and, and right? Like, yeah, but that, but hold on a minute. So here's okay. where I'm going to categorically disagree with you. All right. Again, another shocking moment Da-da. for us. <laughs> okay, because you just said you're in this red flag place with, with your partner because he doesn't want to spank you and he's really romantic. And so by, by your logic just now, shouldn't you just be focusing on his romance and not the spanking? Which is what I'm doing. Right. But if, if it's leaving that, um, that unrequited desire. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, so it just becomes a balance. How important is it? Like for me right now, it's not a deal breaker and I'm okay with that. I also don't know that he might not warm up to it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm in a very new relationship with this guy. So, you know, I'm, we're still figuring out 
what we're doing. I don't, are they, are, what, how are they, is this it, couple? It did not say. Yeah. It did not say. I got the feeling it was a longer term relationship. Mm-hmm. So, but, but for me, it goes back to, you know, that's, I know you're going you're gonna to hit me on this one, but that's why I'm Polly. Because if so, <laughs> sort of got it. You say it every well time. because it makes sense to me. That's what so the whole point of polyamory is that not everyone can fulfill every need. So if if you wanted to date a kinky guy who loved spanking and wanted to spank you, then you'd get that need met. Mm-hmm. And maybe with your guy now, you'd get that romance need met. That's why. That's why it's. That's why. I, because well, I don't why think, be in relationships at all. Like why not just like that's stay. like saying why have more than one friend. No, no, that's not. <laughs> or why they have more than one child. That's why I'm Polly, though, because I want the opportunity to experience everything I want to, and it's unfair of me to expect one partner to do everything I and want. I, and I love that about you, and I love that it works for you, but it's just not for everybody, right? So in so, which case, so it can't be a solution to everything. Like, I mean, I love. So what would your solution be then? Well, I don't know that there's a solution, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, does being in a relationship require us to share share everything? Like, maybe she does have fantasies. Maybe she doesn't want to share them with him. Maybe, you know, maybe she hasn't tapped into it. You know, there's a quiz online that you can do. I think it's called kinktest.org, K-I-N-K-T-E-S-T.org. That might be a great place to start. Um, and to open the dialogue, for to sure. To open the dialogue and see if maybe there is some un uncovered or hidden, you know, part that she just hasn't explored. You know, maybe she's really shy. Maybe I got to tell you, you know, some of our fantasies can be shameful. Really, you make yourself very vulnerable when you share stuff like that. So I don't know what the dynamic is in their relationship, but it is totally possible that she's like, I don't have any because she doesn't want to fucking talk about them. (laughs) Fair point. Especially if she's enjoying sex with him, you know? So then again, I would, I would kind of put it onto him. Like, what are you focusing on? That's just my right. two cents, okay. you know? Like, I hear you. That's just what I'm saying. I, I just think if she's enjoying herself and having great sex, then, hey, focus on that. Right. And so in answer to his question, though, which was, how do you open the dialogue? Mm. My number one recommendation, turn the show on. Play it with her in the room. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I found that so many times that's been an icebreaker for people mm-hmm. to have the conversation. Yeah. And then you can go to kink test, too. Or there, there are several different ones. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, talk about it. Right. I don't know. Maybe get stoned. <laughs> There's something to that. I'm just saying. It drops the inhibition. It does. It does. I mean, I I, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you can have really great conversations. Okay. So do you have another letter? Because if not, I do. I don't. I okay. don't. I just had that one. Because you gave me like the best thing ever. What? What do you right? mean? Because just a minute ago, you were like, you were like, well, you know, you just have to open the communication and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. I want everyone to know Monica has not heard this letter <laughs> because I said, you can't read it. I get to read it on the show. Let me get comfortable. (laughs) All right. I heard the blowjob show today and couldn't stop laughing about the smell and after poop. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have not heard our blowjob show and we talked about the after poop smell... Go check out the blowjob show. <laughs> I've thought about it so many times <laughs> since the last show. Like just, just bringing up that memory made me think about it. I haven't thought about it in a long time and I was just like, oh, okay, go. All right. This is funny. And couldn't stop laughing about the butt smell and after poop. But <laughs> then I got to thinking, I'm always clean down there. I take extra care. But then I questioned myself. <laughs> so great. Now we've given someone a complex. <laughs> Terrific. <All right. laughs> what if you're out with a woman for drinks and dinner and dancing and more drinks and all of a sudden you're in bed together? How do you know if you're still good down there? As long as you haven't pooped. Wait, he's got more questions. All right. <laughs> How do you know if you're still good down there? What's the etiquette? 
You guys crack me up, and I think I may need to meet Lady Margaret face-to-face. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Which is why I got to read this letter. Her, her, her dance card's just a little full right now, but... It's just a little full right now? Just a little. Right now, you know. So oh, you're crap. saying there's a chance. <clears throat> Hold on. Hi, Mom. So when I say text me because I'm recording a show, I mean text me because the phone rings and we're like in the middle of recording. I did text you. Oh. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in your driveway. Okay, I'll be there in two seconds. Mom, when was the last time you had sex with Dad? Oh, my God. Forty years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> okay, we might put that on the show. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, sure. Just what I need. <laughs> okay, thanks. We just wanted to, because I was pretty sure that you guys hadn't had sex in a really long time. And I had your back, and I totally said you did. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks for clearing this up. <laughs> well, I, we aim to please. Okay, bye, Mom. Or not Con- with Dad. Gosh. There's no pleasing with Dad. No, I don't care. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. So now that we've had Mom's interruption, <laughs> she does that every time. But this was the best today. I know. Well, this we actually had a question for her. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So back to our regularly scheduled program. Sorry about that. Yes. So we have. Um, all right. We have another letter. Did we tie up the and last? By the one? way, she did not text me. She texted my sister. Like I knew it. What she, you're just you, know, you, you I, look alike. What do you I want? I told her. Te- <laughs> I told her text me, and then she didn't. Yeah, she's eighty. Cut her some slack. <laughs> it's so true. Forty years, Shelley. Forty years. Forty years. So clearly, okay. So let's. She might be exaggerating. All right, but hold there's on. There's no way that's possible. But let's let's trail this back a second to that sexual compatibility question. Apparently, it's not that important. Or maybe they're sexually compatible, and neither one of them has strong desire. Maybe. Also, my mother lies a lot. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Monica's mom, I'm going to call you and we get out of here. She will tell you that she's a liar. Oh, my God. My mother was too. That's why we're friends. <laughs> All right. So I do have, I do have, I think I have one last question. Okay, go. All right. And this, I think, is a really good question. All right. I loved your latest show on Dirty Talk, and it's something my significant other struggles with pretty bad. We had an interesting conversation the other night, and it made me, it made me think this is an interesting topic. Women are beautiful. We are, aren't we? We're just remarkable looking, mm-hmm. just in general. And guys adore, and you, you guys, so us guys, girl guys, adorn yourselves in many things to accentuate that. Lingerie, tight jeans, yoga pants, belly shirts, hell, even just wearing your man's button down with your hair disheveled. So true. So true, right? So the conversation goes like this. Baby, you have all these great things to wear and you look so hot. Why don't you just jump in bed naked? Why not, why not put a, a, you know something sexy on? And she says... When do you do that for me? Mm. So his question was, how can a man dress sexy for a woman? A woman can dress sexy in a way that's like framing a piece of art. She makes you hunger. Oh, I love this writing. She makes you hunger and ache with the desire and longing to lick, touch, and squeeze. How can a man dress to have that effect? Hmm. Hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a really good question. It's a great question. I love this question. So I think that, I think that men have, they, you're right, they got, he's right. They got the shaft when it comes to lingerie and stuff, right? Well, they also don't care as much. I mean, look at a guy's closet. He's got like three pairs of shoes. Is it that he doesn't care is that, or is it that manufacturers left, that, that, that designers mm. left him out, right? Because if there's not. Like, no, I think if, I mean, look at gay men. 
Okay, fair. I mean, I think there's a lot of fashion to explore, but I think men like to keep it simple. And I don't even think that's a bad thing. I actually find that to be more sexy than a guy that's got like a closet full of suits. Yeah, but this guy wants to know, how can I do things that are going to make... Because she said, when do you do that for me? So things that... I Because you know I'm... I'm a fashion disaster. We own our space <laughs> loudly and proudly, right? So I had to do research on this. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, I need granimals for grown-ups. These pants go with this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so one of the things that it said was that men should wear clothing that fit well. And I think that's oh, a fair statement, yes. right? Nothing is hotter than a guy in a nice pair of jeans where his butt fills the jeans out. Oh, and, that is so true. Right? And 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 they're not high waters and they're just long enough and there's a... Yeah. Like even if you just have a few things in your wheelhouse, make sure they fit well. Make sure they fit well. Oh, that's an that's excellent advice. I thought so too. And if they don't fit well, there's this thing called a tailor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to one. All right. So I think that's important. But I also think wearing, you know, like women. So I'm built like if Jennifer Lopez and Pamela Anderson had a baby, I'm it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so it's important to, buy, to find clothes that fit your frame. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to find things that are, that are made for hourglass shapes, mm-hmm. right? But clothes that fit me really well don't fit you really well because you're really tall, mm-hmm. right? And I think the same is true for men. If you are broad-shouldered, wear things that accentuate that broad shoulder and slim waist. Yeah, and if, if you're really clueless, like a lot of the guys that I know, you know, some stores like Nordstrom, for instance, they really, they have a wonderful men's department and they are very... You know, they're fashion forward, but they're not too edgy. And you can go in there and say, like, I need two staple, you know, outfits that are really put together. And you basically will have a personal shopper. Yes. You know, and they are really on point, at least the Nordstrom here. I mean, I love taking my guy to Nordstrom and then just letting those ladies loose. Let the experts be the experts. Yes. And, And, you know, that is so easy. And maybe it costs you... I mean, for two outfits, I would say you're probably walking out of there for like 400, 450. Right. And that's, I would say that's like mid-grade. But those are anchor pieces. Yeah. Those are pieces you build your wardrobe around. Right. Like a nice pair of jeans. I don't want my guy, and I just had this conversation actually with the guy that I'm dating right now. I don't want you to look like you pooped in your pants. You don't want them to have the butt sag. No, I want to see your butt. Right. And he was like, "Uh uh-uh. Like I like a comfortable, and I get that. But he also let me go and buy jeans for him. Well, we went and shopped together and I put, you know, and he's like, look, just fucking dress me. I don't care. Right. You know? Exactly. Which was really cool. And now when he gets dressed and, you know, when we're going to dinner, you know, he puts on the, we just bought maybe like. The clothes that you picked out that you like him in. Yeah. Two pairs of jeans and like three shirts. Right. We went to J. Crew. Right. I love J. Crew. And it wasn't, it didn't break the bank. And he looks really cute. Here's the other thing too. You know, sexy to me, doesn't always have to be something that you take in visually, right? <laughs> Obviously, smells are important to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think having a really sexy scent, a really nice smell can really, I mean, that will That turn, will elevate it. Oh, my God. Yes, 100%. Yes, and I, what I find is that um, men wear too much cologne. I was about to say that exact thing. It, and I know women probably wear too much perfume too because that's, I, I, God, when I go to my gym, I swear to God, I, I will literally run. Less is always more. Less is always more. And I tell men, I've actually told strangers, I, there was a guy, I, was, I shit you not, this happened. I was sitting at my favorite bar and 
there was a guy two bar stools down from me and he had been kind of making eyes at me all night. He's a little bit older and I could smell him he sitting two bar stools around and I ordered food and I, it was like I was eating the cologne. It was so gross. It was horrible. And he finally started talking to me like 45 minutes later and I said to him, I got to tell you, buddy, I mean, I'm just going to give you a pro tip with like, <laughs> you know, like, oh boy. yeah, you're wearing way too much cologne. What did he say? He said, the women, women really like my cologne. And I said, not that much of it. Oh my God. <laughs> like I said, there's a cloud around you. And mm -hmm. I said, it is so unattractive to me. Yes, agreed. And I said, nobody wants to be, uh, nobody wants that smell forced upon them. Right. I said, for me, a man, I should not smell you until I snug in to your neck. Exactly. Like, I was I'm, about to say the yeah. exact thing. And please don't put any down by your balls. You don't need that. No, because then, don't, it, no. You don't need cologne on your balls. No. If you're not sure it smells well or it smells good, shower. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. Yeah, don't, it's like, I don't really want to smell cologne when I'm giving you a blowjob. Right? But yeah, just like, but take I want to smell easy. it when I'm nuzzling your neck. Yeah, just a little Softly. Bit. Yeah. Just like, and it should be, because that is so sexy to me when you do sit close or, or you whisper something in their ear and then you just get that little whiff, you know? Yes. And if you have a beard, <clears throat> just... Oh boy. <laughs> Your beard is my poly. Let I me know, just say that. I'm just saying that's true. I'm just saying they make beard butters that are that smell wonderful and they're very subtle. Is that like aftershave for naked people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, it kind of is. But they also condition the beard, and some of them are made with essential oils and stuff like that. And they're just, I mean, for me, I like a really earthy smell. That is a huge, huge turn on for me. So, you know, it's hard for me the beard thing. I know. But let me say this. If you're not sure, you can't go wrong with spray. I love this spraying it in the air and walking into yeah, it. Yeah, walk into it, right? It, 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 trust me. Even if you can't smell it, she can. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, as we wear it, and you, know, you shouldn't be able to smell it. So, so let's be clear. Yeah, if you can smell your cologne, you have too much. You got on. too much on. Yes. And then also think about your deodorant. You know, because I think sometimes guys they put the deodorant on and that has a smell and then they put their cologne on and then that has a smell. And then their and, aftershave and oh, that has a it's smell. It's too many things. And then you're like a cloud of not wanting to sit next to you. Nope. No. Then you get... the. I should not be able to smell you as you walk in. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and, that's a good rule of thumb. And let me say this. People over 40, as we age, our senses dull. It's double for us. If you're over 40... You really don't want to be able to smell anything. What do you mean? Your, our, if our sense is dull, then yeah. we are... Your, your, we sense, your sense of smell actually de depletes as you age. And oh, so oh that's I why see what you're saying. So when you put it on yourself, because right. I was like, I was thinking like, well, then we wouldn't smell them. Right, exactly. But the point of it is, is <laughs> okay. that like, like how many times do you go somewhere and an older person, like we're talking your mom's age, is this cloud of perfume walking in, Ugh. right? The same thing is true of men in cologne. Don't do it. Spray it, walk into it. I swear to God, you have enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. That can be really, really, really sexy. I smell to me is just, I, yes. that's a big, big turn on. The other thing is when we're thinking about how to make sure we're sexy, and you and I talked about this, um, I think we talked, it doesn't matter, is making <laughs> sure that your nails are clean, your toenails are trimmed. Oh, that's a good point. Like, like don't show up with like Freddy Krueger toenails and dirty fingernails trying to root around in my vagina. We do notice that stuff. Yeah. And that is, that's also very, very sexy to me when a man shows up and he's manicured. You know, when I look down and I see his hands and 
and and he has taken the time to you know file his nails. Don't just freaking clip those suckers. Like file them a little bit. You know. Yeah, sure we don't want the sharp edges in our vagina. Nope, that hurts. No. Um, but you know, I think yeah, having that manicured, you know, that can be very 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 sexy. And the other thing is, guys, grooming. The unibrow is not sexy. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> the unibrow is not, I don't care. Your eyebrows, there should be two. There should always be two. <laughs> okay. So, but getting back to his question, cause he really did, he specifically said, how can I dress? Well, yeah, but he said, yeah, exactly. But I just think that it's one of those things you can put, what you know, you can dress up a pig and it's still a pig, <laughs> right? But so we have to start with the That's, basics. That is true. That's right? a very good point. That's a very good point. And I don't care how cute you are. If you've got like long scraggly nails and I'm and, looking at those hands and I'm like, mm. Right. And unshaved balls. I mean, really grooming matters. <laughs> and if you've got this hair thing going out of your, if, you're, if you've had a haircut and you haven't had one in a while and your neck needs shaved, do it. Yeah. Make an effort. Make an effort. And they have back shavers. A carpet on your back is never sexy. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter it's, what you put on. I know. It really isn't. Period. I, I, it's not a deal breaker for me. It is. It, okay. But so you got, I, know, I know. I say that it's not a deal breaker for me, but it's, it's, not, it's a deal breaker if you grow a pelt. It's, it's not a deal yeah. breaker if you grow hair and you shave it. Yeah, that's not fun. I will also say shoes. I think shoes are yeah, very important. Like when I sexy. go on a first date with a man, and you know, I hate to say this because I don't want to sound materialistic, and I don't need you to show up in a pair of Gucci loafers. I really don't. But but don't show up in a pair of fucking gross sneakers with no socks because I just think about your feet and what they smell like. Now that might be a turn on for somebody else, <laughs> but for Monica, it's a no. <laughs> for me, it's a no. But. I look at your shoes and how well they're cared for, you know, um, if they're just really falling apart and, you know, it's just, I don't know, that's not sexy to me. So I want to give, I want to give a shout out here that I'm going to, I'm going to link in the show notes. Okay. Okay. So I have a very, very dear friend uh, named Patrice Bizio. Okay. And Patrice is a celebrity stylist, but he's also an image consultant. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things he does on Facebook all the time is he he speaks a lot to women, but but very specifically to men as well. Interesting. About what to wear, how to wear it, things that make you look good. And so if you are unsure and you mm-hmm. don't have a Nordstrom near you and none of these suggestions seem like they're going to work for you, mm-hmm. I will link his Facebook and his website in our show notes because he is a great resource and you know, it's one of those things. You let the expert be the expert. Sexy boxers are another thing I think men should wear. Like, I don't like, bo- I don't, I don't Ooh. hate, I hate briefs. I don't hate. Yeah, who doesn't hate briefs? Right. Well, tidy I mean, whities tidy whities are not sexy. If you're wearing tidy whities you look like you're wearing a diaper. Okay. Did you hear that? It just looks like a diaper. Yeah. And they always have saggy booties. Like, you better have a freaking Captain America body. <laughs> okay. With a freaking Captain America package. <laughs> like even Captain America probably. Yeah, no. The Heidi Whitey's are gross. But I love boxer briefs. I don't love boxers so much, but I love boxer briefs. Yeah, boxer boxers remind me more of college. Yes. You know, and they're always so baggy and now it's like the briefs thing and they're really cute. They look good on any guy, I think, right. you know. And and you can make that your fashion statement. So it sounds funny, but Target has all of these superhero adult boxer briefs. Mm-hmm. You can have Captain America. You could be the Flash. You can, whatever. Yeah. The point is, find your own rhythm. Yeah. I think that's the message here is to find your own style. If you're kind of wacky and quirky. But, but boxer briefs, like but, period, the end. Boxer briefs, the end, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know a whole lot of people that look good in wife beaters. Unless you're going to the gym and you need a tank top, 
Mm. They have, but they, it, it can be nice, but a wife beater is not nice. I don't want it unless it's under something else. Like, I think you can get away with, you know, a, a wife beater. If under, you're going to the gym, right? You can wear it there. Oh, yeah. You can wear a wife beater at the gym. But I just think a white t-shirt and jeans is super fucking hot. Yeah, with like, a belt and some nice shoes. Yeah. Done. Like, done. Like, you don't have to... But the question was, is when she got into bed, and that's what I keep thinking about. Oh, oh, is that when oh. She, he's like, why didn't you put on something sexy to come to bed? She's like, when do you do that for me? So I think boxers are a good option. And that's why I think the grooming is really important because you want to make a pretty picture, even if you're not wearing very much. That's so true. Yeah. And you don't want to smell bad. You don't want to smell bad. <laughs> and I don't think, you know, Hugh Hefner was the only guy who could wear the ascot. Let's be clear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, no one's going to just wear an ascot to bed. Well, no, but the robe and the ascot. That's oh, a robe. Unless you were Hugh Hefner, you don't get to wear that. I don't know about the robe. It would have to, it, like a guy can wear a robe, I think, but. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just warning people. No, 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 but I'm thinking about it. I'm not saying it's a bad idea either. I'm just saying, I'm just thinking about like if a guy came into the bedroom wearing a robe, I guess I would, I guess I'd be very curious as to what was under underneath it. it. You know, I mean, I think if you, if, if it wasn't like dress up and you weren't wearing like a kimono <laughs> <laughs> and you were just, you know, you got out of the shower and you grabbed a bathrobe and then you came into the bedroom, that can be kind of hot. Of course that can be kind of hot, yeah. but I'm just saying don't wear an ascot with it. No, definitely don't do that. Right. So basically <laughs> what we've summed up today is that um, make sure to take care of your body. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're sexually compatible. Monica's mom made a cameo appearance. <laughs> 40 years, okay. No, it can't possibly be 40 years. I don't even, I don't think I was even, when I was born. I'm like, hello. No, that's not possible. Okay, maybe it is. I don't know. I'll get the real deal. Okay. We'll do a follow-up. I'll All do right. a follow-up conversation. We, we need a follow-up conversation. All right, Ms. Monica, do you have anything else? Oh, my Any gosh. Any more letters today? No, that's, I'm, we're, I'm done. That's pretty much it. You that's know? pretty much all I have too. And so to our listeners, thank you. Like your letters make our life so much easier. Your questions make things that we discuss so much better because we know what you want to hear. We know, we want to talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. And it, it does feel really good to know that the people listen and, and we, you know, can help. I guess. Right. I, Look at the lady with the with the one step sex with a woman. Yeah, it's nice to hear. It's nice to I hear. I like these conversations. Maybe one of these days we'll have uh, phone calls. Ooh, I'd love that. Yeah, Wouldn't call, that be fun? A call-in show? Yeah. Totally doing a call-in show. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, have we gotten any new dick pics? Not lately. We need more dick pics. Oh, my God. I've been getting a lot of messages uh, on Bumble and and other, you know, that basically I, I've been getting, a, I don't know, like a lot of messages saying like, I won't send you a, a dick pic. Good. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to have in your profile. Right. Like I promise I won't send you a dick pic. Well, the guy that I'm seeing now, the yeah. one from the other night, I said to him, do you have a lot of dick pics on your profile? He said, no. I said, then you may email me. <laughs> and I was not playing. I was like, I, I, I'm not interested. If that's yeah. all you got, so you have a penis. Good for you. What else? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> all right. So as we get out of here today, you know, stay intimate and spank your partner. Yeah. You're, you're well, welcome, Monica. God. I well. made a case for you to get spanked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that we goes. We are taking applications. I'm not holding my breath. You will when you get spanked. <laughs> <laughs>